You're listening to She Said What with your host, Alyssa Harper. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having a lovely day, a lovely week. Today, we're going to be talking about self-love. And to be honest, I put off talking about this subject for a while because I wanted to really work on this episode. It was something that I was like, you know what? If I'm going to talk about something like self-love, I want there to be takeaways. I want it to be practical. I want you to genuinely leave feeling like you now have a place to start from when it comes to building that relationship with yourself. And so that's what I've prepared for you guys today. We're going to be talking about what self-love really is, what it looks like on a day-to-day basis, why it matters so much, and it affects the decisions that you make, which then affects your life as a whole, why it affects your relationships and why it's so important in your relationships, and just so much more. So I hope you guys enjoy today's episode, and let's get into it. So just before we get started, I thought I'd give you guys a little update on my life right now. So this week has been a little bit crazy. As you guys know, I work at um, a restaurant as like a head host of the restaurant. Um, And it's been good, but I've been working so much because Christmas is coming and reservations are crazy and I've just been like working so much. And it's like, it's good because financially, like I want to save money and I just like being able to save money especially because Sam and I have a trip coming up to Canada to see my family, which is going to be amazing. And hopefully we'll do a few days in New York as well. And so we definitely need to save for that because we just want to go feeling like really comfortable financially, you know, like we don't want to be freaking budgeting when we're trying to just enjoy our time in New York. So anyways, we are saving for that and I've been working heaps and yeah, I've just been like doing some social media stuff, like some collaborations and whatnot, planning some shoots and stuff now that we're out of lockdown and I can finally shoot with people, which is amazing. And yeah, that's it. Just hanging out with some of my friends, like seeing people before they go home for the holidays. Hopefully, who knows what's going to happen with lockdown right now in Sydney. It's just no one even wants to go anywhere because everyone's so scared they're not going to be able to come back. So we'll see. We'll see. But anyways, I hope you guys are doing well. If you're listening, like after this has just come out, then we're in December now. How wild. It's already December, guys. December 2021. Like it's going to be 2022 in less than a month. Like shut up. What is that? Oh my God. Anyways, hopefully things will be back to normal in the next 10 years. That would be amazing. You know, would love to get on with my life. Anyways, I am talking about self-love today and I like, it's, it's hard because this is something that I put down on my list of like episodes that we're going to be coming up with in the future. And I've had this note sitting in like my podcast folder for so long. And every time I would like kind of learn something about self-love or I would reflect on something and be like, Ooh, that's something that I feel like is valuable. And I'd want to share that. I just kind of have been jotting it down in there and throwing it in there. And I just never felt like it was complete. Like I kept being like, oh, but I don't feel like I'm at a place where I like love myself enough. Like I just felt like I hadn't completed that journey ready to present it to you guys. And then I think I just kind of realized like that's kind of the whole point, isn't it? Like that you're not going to arrive. You're not going to arrive at this one place where you're like, I think I'm so amazing and I love myself so much and I'm so happy with everything in my life and I've arrived. You're not like, you're not going to have that ever. And I was like, you know what? Like I have done so much in my personal time, in my growth to grow self-love. And there are practical things that I have learned from other resources or just through my experience or through time, like just over time that I'm like, you know what? This is valuable to share with people. These are things that I wish I would have had kind of in my back pocket to help me when I didn't feel that sense of self-love and I didn't feel like, you know, how I feel now, which honestly is so much better than I used to feel. And I was like, you know what? Okay. I think it's time. Like, I think it's time to really see sit down and to potentially even do some research, which I did like looking into just how people talk about self-love. What are people saying? Like, what are people switching that out with? Like when it comes to, um, other terms, like just how are people talking about it and what can I share to make an impact on you guys genuinely and really help you guys. And so that's what we're going to be going through today. When we talk about self-love and what it is, I wanted to first start off by saying that self-love is not 
selfish. Self-love is not about being full of yourself or conceited. Like self-love is, it's about feeling sure in yourself and good in yourself and respecting yourself and all of that. It's good. It's good for you and it's good for other people as well. Self-love is not hating others or putting others down and comparing yourself and coming out with the conclusion that you are better than other people. Like that is not self-love. It's not something that comes out of comparison. Self-love is not at the expense of other people. It's not, it's not selfish in the sense of self-love shouldn't be presented by making selfish choices. Self-love affects how you feel about yourself in a general sense, which is how you make decisions on a day-to-day basis. Like you make decisions for yourself a lot of the time based off of how you feel about yourself. And that is why it affects your life so much. And it is so important because obviously what you do on a day-to-day basis and what your habits look like and all of that, that just affects what your life actually looks like as a whole. Self-love can be interchanged with self-worth, although self-love speaks more of a relationship with yourself. Love itself isn't just to feel a deep affection, but to respect, to set boundaries, to make hard choices, to commit, to support. Like These are all the things that self-love will prompt us to do. And I just think it's so important that we have a grasp of what this is before we even start, because some people look at this whole phenomenon of self-love and they think, wow, everyone's so full of themselves these days. Everyone is so self-fulfilling, like so happy to just be good with themselves, whatever feels good, whatever's the best for them. But that's not what self-love is. And we just need to make sure that we have a very clear strong sense of communication when we're talking about this with other people because it's not it's not selfish and it's not just for you it actually helps and heals so many people around you and within your community and it's so so important what we need to talk about here is why we might struggle with self-love because obviously if you're listening to this episode you've clicked on this episode if you're here you've committed it's because you want to work on your self-love you might not be struggling so much with it to the point that you just like hate yourself but you also might be and there is space here for you no matter where you are on this kind of spectrum right now um, you are still going to have something valuable that you can leave with by the end of this. And the first thing I want to talk about is pressure, internal pressure versus external pressure. So internal pressure is pressure that you put on yourself to be a certain way. This could be so many different things. This could be kind of somewhat because of external pressures that have turned internal. For example, people have always been like, oh, you're so fun. You're so outgoing. And so you've held on to that. And now it's become an internal pressure. Or it can just be this thing that you've always seen yourself as, or you always kind of wanted to be a certain way. Maybe there's people you look up to, or you just always been like, oh, I want to be like this. And so you put pressure on yourself to be a certain way. And then external pressure, obviously, is people putting pressure on you. So that could be like your parents wanting you to be a certain way with your schooling, or you are in a relationship with someone and they want you to be a certain type of partner to them. Or you have a group of friends and they're all really into this one thing and they also want you to be really into it. And like sometimes you're just not into it, but you force yourself to to be a part of it because that's an external pressure that's being put on you. There are healthy pressures and unhealthy pressures. And a healthy pressure would look like something that is 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 healthier, like a deadline. It's something that keeps you in check. It would be something, you know, that you would say about yourself, like, I am kind. And so you make the effort on a regular basis to be kind, not to be a doormat to people, not to, you know, let yourself get in shitty situations because you're just going to be nice about it. But if you think, you know, I'm a kind person and you're, you're making a choice between one thing or the other. And you're like, you know what, this would be the kind thing to do. So I'm going to do that. That's a healthy internal pressure. And it's something like a deadline, you know, for school, whatever, um, having a schedule with work, like you have to be here from this time to this time, that's a healthy external pressure and it keeps you in check. But of course there are then unhealthy pressures as well. Like feeling like you have to live up to 
someone's expectation of you. You have to do things a very specific way because that's how your boyfriend or girlfriend does it. Um, You have to go out every Saturday night because that's what your friend group does. And if you don't, you know, you're lame or why aren't you coming out with us or why don't you want to be our friends? Like that would be an example of an unhealthy pressure. For you right now, you can probably think of things in your life that you do that with. I know when I first kind of heard about this idea of internal versus external pressure, I was like, okay, yeah, I can definitely call my things out. And I would say going off of this point, that is the biggest kind of tip that I will give you is take a second, even right now, maybe pause for literally one minute and think to yourself, what are my pressures? What do I put pressure on myself to be like? And of course, you can also do this as a whole practice. You can sit down with a journal and you can ask yourself these questions like, where do I get internal pressure? Where do I get external pressure? And literally list the things down. Just being aware of what they are will change the way that you react to them. So the next time that someone says to you, you have to come out, why aren't you coming out? Like you haven't been around us at all. Do you even want to hang out with us? You will have the self-love, the self-respect in place to be able to say to yourself, you know what? No, I actually don't have to conform. I don't have to just respond how they want me to respond. I actually don't have to do that. And it at least gives you a second to ask yourself that little question. Like, okay, how am I going to respond? Am I going to respond differently than I did last time? Because that's usually the biggest part of the battle is just flagging it in yourself. So take a second to do that. Now that you know what these pressures are, what we want to do is detach ourselves from these expectations. And it's really hard in our day and age when we have something like social media where you can pull up a page that has your name on it. It has a brief description of who you are and it has a bunch of photos to prove that you are that person. It is really hard. And not that all of you use social media really intensely and use it like it's, you know, your resume, but we have things in our society that, that we have a piece of paper, our res- literally our resume, for example, that says, this is who we are. This is why we're valuable. And it's hard to detach ourselves from that sometimes. We have people ask us on a regular basis, like, oh, what do you do? Where do you work? Oh, oh, cool. And do you have a boyfriend or something? Oh, great. You know, and we have those kind of questions and there's nothing wrong with getting to know people through those questions. Like I remember seeing, I mean, you would have seen this as well, I'm sure at some point where people were going around a lot of the time saying like, stop asking people what they do for a living. Like ask them questions about themselves that actually matter because like, you know, it was kind of just like coming off as like, what's your worth? You know, how much money do you make? Whatever. And I get that. But also you learn so much from a person when they tell you what they do. If someone says, I'm a teacher, you can then start to think about them doing that thing. And then it gives you context to people in comparison to someone. If someone said like, I'm I'm a night shift worker at like a grocery store. And again, neither is better. It's just that you can then go, oh, wow, they work a lot through the nights. Like they probably sleep a lot in the days. Like that would be really interesting. Like I wonder how they organize their time. Like um, like how did they get into that? Like is that what they want to do long term? And like you can kind of start to have context for people. And that's important. So I don't think there's anything wrong with asking someone, you know, where they work or whatever. But All I'm saying is that it's hard when we have these things that sit on us like little labels and a lot of the time people find comfort in them. And again, there's nothing wrong with doing that to a certain extent, but why we want to detach ourselves from those things is because things change all the time. You could, in theory, like lose your job. You could lose your relationship, right? People can leave. Like you can lose friend groups either because you choose that it's not good for you anymore or, you know, people move on. People literally move away. Like I've told you guys how I had a whole bunch of friends in Sydney, Australia who left and went back home, which is just what happens when you meet people when you're like traveling internationally and things change. And if you can as much as you can say to yourself, who I am is me in the present moment, that can help you build this sense of self-love and self-worth that isn't constantly this comparison of not just yourself to other people, but even just yourself to who you were yesterday. 
to who you were a year ago, to who you're going to be. Like just knowing that who you are is literally who you are right now. Like look at your hands right now, you know, look around you. This is the only time you are going to experience exactly this. Who you are right now is who you are. And just because you have something like a resume that says, this is my name, this is where I live, and this is my value, it doesn't mean that that's all there is to you. Just because you might have an Instagram page that has your name, a brief description of who you are, and a bunch of photos to prove it, doesn't mean that you are necessarily that thing. That can be an example of here, here is me and different things that I do. These are versions of me, but that is not actually you right now, right? In theory, you could leave that life right now. You could break up with that person. You could leave that job. You could dye your hair. You could move across the world. You could change your hair and you could change your clothes. Do you know the Hannah Montana song? You know, that's the way it goes, you know? You could do that. Like you could change your whole life. So as much as we have those things to kind of give others an idea of who we are, try to recognize that you are not just that. And understanding that that is true for you as well, then you start to realize that that is true for everybody. So everybody is not exactly what they are on something like social media. And we're going to talk a little bit more later about comparison specifically, but this is just to really get you in that, that mindset that everyone is just exactly who they are in the present moment. And they are a sl- like what their social media shows is even just a sliver of them. A lot of people make their social media, for example, all about one thing, right? People are in jobs where they're just doing one thing all day. Like my mom, for example, she's an accountant, right? But she's just not, she's not just an accountant. Like she's, she's so much more than that, but that's just, she just does that a lot, you know? And I think it's important that we realize that we are so multifaceted and we don't have to base our self-love and our self-worth and our value purely off of what we spend um, our time showing people that we do or what we even spend a lot of our time doing, because that's, that's not the full version of ourselves. It's important to see yourself as fluid. And I don't mean that as in you have to be non-binary, but if you are, hey, I'm talking about being fluid in the sense of not pigeonholing yourself and not labeling yourself. Like, like I kind of mentioned earlier, how you might say to yourself, like, I'm so outgoing. I'm so fun. I'm so blah, 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 blah. Um, it's fine to do that. It's fine to say, you know, to know in yourself, yes, I'm an extrovert. But the reason I really don't like when people say like, I am one thing, I am just this one thing is the moment you're not that thing. The moment you're not feeling that way, you are starting to go, Oh, what's wrong with me today? Why am I off? Why am I, you know, why am I feeling more introverted? Oh, maybe I'm, why am I down? You know, am I depressed? Like maybe I'm off. Oh, I'm feeling kind of anxious. It just might be that you're not feeling extroverted that day and that's fine. Um, And people do obviously the same way with many other terms as well. Like a lot of people obviously go through that phase when they're younger and they're like, hee hee, I'm so awkward. And if you put that on yourself, every time you have a moment where you feel like you say something awkward or do something awkward, you are just, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, you're constantly experiencing this confirmation bias of you're saying, I am this thing. And then you you show that you are that thing sometimes. And then you go, see, I'm that thing. And this happens a lot of the time as well with things like personality tests and even like star signs and, um, like things like that, you know, Enneagram stuff. There is, there is validity to all of those things. I'm not saying that those things are bad or that you shouldn't do any of those things, but, It's just important for you to find some perspective and to ask yourself, like, am I for sure that description of that thing that they're telling me right now? A good way to even to challenge yourself on this is to then go read another answer, you know, go read a different horoscope. Like if you're an Aries, go read the Taurus horoscope and see if in theory you would say, oh, I actually agree. I'm just like that thing. It's just a good practice to help you step out of pigeonholing yourself. We need to be careful of the things that we are speaking over ourselves. 
Yes, it is good to learn about yourself and to use these things as tools. But the moment you're talking to someone and they're stood there going, I'm Enneagram three wing four, which means that, you know, I have this big personality, but unfortunately it makes it hard to have relationships with people. So I've always really struggled with friends. And so I'm never really going to have a good friend group, but at least I'm driven and blah, blah, like, babe, slow down, you know, like, what do you do? Give yourself a break. Like, it's just, it's, it gets to the point where people are really starting to say that they are this one really negative thing, or they have like this huge fatal flaw. And I'm like, relax, you know, like you can grow. You're in your twenties, like chill out. You know, you're not always going to be like this one thing in this one way. And I just think people need to be careful. Like, it's okay for you to have, you know, your attachment styles and your things that you know about yourself, but to be like, you know, this is my attachment style. This is why I find it so hard to have boundaries. And this is why, you know, even though people create boundaries, I have a hard time respecting them. And that's not my fault. That's my attachment style. Like, babe, no, like you need to be able to take ownership for how you're presenting yourself and how you're respecting people. And you can't just relate that back to your star sign. You know, like it's not quirky to just be mean because you're a Scorpio. Like it's just not like, and it just drives me mad. I just think it's a little bit ridiculous, you know, to look at someone who is like born in a certain month and then to be like, Ooh, look, I don't know how I feel about Pisces. Like it's, it's going to be okay. You know, it's gonna be okay. And I don't, again, I don't say this to offend anyone because I do think there's validity in these things. Like I understand that that might tell you certain things about a person potentially, but to judge yourself or to judge other people negatively before you even have context and you know that person or you've had experiences with that person or with yourself, like, I just think is a little bit ridiculous and it's not worth using those things if it's going to cause negative things for you. Like if you can say, you know, oh, you know what? It's really funny because all of my friends are Aries. Like I've, I've loved hanging out with Aries in the past. And then you meet someone who's an Aries and you go, oh my God, I love Aries. Haha. <laughs> like it's a fun connection and there's nothing wrong with doing that. But to genuinely be like, Ooh, I don't know about this guy, like red flags, red flags. He's a Scorpio. Like, <laughs> my God, come on, come on. Anyways, let's, let's move on. Sorry about the rant. Let's move on with the podcast. Another point that I will add to this is to honor the different versions of yourself. I cannot stress this enough. You have different versions of yourself. Like you have sides of you that are nurturing that, you know, you might be like that with younger siblings or your pets or your partner or whoever, right? You have a version of you that's like fun and crazy and you want to party and you want to have a good time and whatever. And you're super extroverted. You might have a really introverted side of you. That's like, you know, practicing all the, you know, the journaling stuff and the reading and enjoying time alone. You know, these are just, I'm just thinking of me, but you might have all these different versions. You might have a version of you that really, I don't know, loves to create and you might really love to sit down and paint or write music or cook or do something that's just creative and, and taps into that part of your brain. And you have all these different versions of yourself. And some days you wake up and you plan to do one thing and you're like, mm, it's just not really happening. You know, I don't feel like going out. I don't feel like even creating right now. Like I'm not in a creative mood. I'm not feeling like I can do that thing right now. And the more you can honor that prompting of, you know what, I actually don't want to do that thing right now. The happier, like the happier you start to be, the more you start to feel like you are validating your own emotions and your own sense of who you are on that day. And I'm not saying to let your emotions completely determine what you get done. And, and I'm not trying to not motivate you. Um, but I do think it's important for you to have some boundaries with yourself of like, you know what, if I can't do that thing today, that's actually okay. And again, I'm not trying to give you bad advice here. Okay. If you have to go to work and, you know, don't cancel an hour before work because you're just not feeling like it, but you know, honor yourself when you can. Like if you've told yourself, I want to go take photos for this thing, but then you're just not feeling that good in yourself. Don't freaking do it. Because half the time, if you're trying to do something like that, like you're creating something and you you know, you said you're going to do it, even though you don't really want to, you're likely not going to even get quality results. You know, like you're not likely going to have 
a quality outcome. It's like when you plan to do a workout, but then you're really sore from the day before. You probably honestly just need some rest or maybe even a stretch, you know, but going and forcing yourself to do the workout just because you told yourself you're going to do it, you're just going to be double as sore the next day. And it's actually not physically the best thing for your body. So things like that, where you can actually listen to your body and honor your body and honor your mind and your life and your schedule, like that is when you can really start to feel validated and in the different versions of yourself day to day. You don't have to show up as the same person every day. And just because you might put the pressure on yourself to be a certain way at work or at school or with your family or whatever. You don't have to always be that. And it's hard because you put this on yourself sometimes. And also people put it on you as well. You know, the moment you show up and you're not super bubbly and like, hi guys, how are you? Like, blah, blah, blah. the moment you're not like that, people are like, are you okay? How are you feeling? Are you, are you good? Like, I just noticed you're off. And like, I get that, you know, people just looking out for you, but I just think in that moment, if you can say, no, I'm actually fine. Honestly, I'm just feeling chill today. Like I'm just, I'm just chilling. Like I'm not feeling like super like hyper or whatever, but I'm happy. Like I'm totally fine. Like to be able to say that and to be able to honor that you don't have to act, you know, you don't have to be a certain way just because everyone thinks, you know, oh, they're that fun, bubbly, crazy party person. Like if you can honor that, oh, like you really start to feel a release in yourself. And it's cool. Like I found even for me, I'm right in between the introvert extrovert scale. Like I'm literally, I'm right in the middle there. And I have always found it really hard to balance this feeling of like, I feel like I should go out. I feel like I should talk to people. I know I'm, you know, I might enjoy it, (laughs) but then also sometimes I'll plan to go out and then I get there and I push myself and then I'm there and I'm like, Oh my God, why am I here? Like, I want to go home. Like I just, I should have like honored that feeling that I needed like to stay home. And honestly, it's a bit of a hard balance for me, but I'm finding I'm getting so much better at it because I can really start to tap in to like past experiences and also tap into how I'm feeling in that moment. So I can say to myself, like, you know what? Last time I came home from work and even though I was tired, I went out and I enjoyed myself because I felt accomplished after a long day of work. Like uh, that was actually a really good experience. And then I can use that past experience to assess what I should do for my, you know, upcoming experience. And it's good because you really start to learn yourself and you, you need to have enough like moments where you continue to honor it, to learn how you you know, do things. And then you can start to really start to step into this honoring of yourself, which really translates to self-love. Another thing that you can do is to ask yourself, what are the labels that you put on yourself? And you can just do that now. Again, like we did earlier, you can pause and you can just take a minute or you can do this later. You could take 10 minutes doing this. You could take an hour doing this, but taking some time to ask yourself, what are the things that you kind of say about yourself? And then before you double down on this statement and, and solidify it and stick it in. You can ask yourself, does this thing that I've attached myself to serve me? Does it serve me? Like, does it still serve me? Maybe it once did, but maybe it doesn't anymore. And that's fine. If you couldn't be attached to that thing, would you lose your sense of self-worth? That's another huge one. And again, that can just be like a job. Like I am a teacher, you know, if you weren't a teacher, would you be so extremely lost and like, wait, who am I? You know, would that really, really shake you? And then ask yourself, it's okay. You know, if you keep some of those, those like statements you say about yourself, if you keep them on the, yep, I think they serve me side of the list, that's perfectly fine. But then asking yourself, how do I feel if I then pick that one up? and I get rid of it for a second. How does that make me feel? And just play around with that a little bit. Think about it a little bit and kind of assess yourself a little bit just so you can have a grasp of how well you feel like you know yourself outside of the things that might be obvious, like your job or the way you seem to act a lot of the time, but maybe you don't act all the time. And some of those labels that other people might put on you, just ask yourself how you might feel if you could not identify with those things anymore. Because this happens. And like I said earlier, where things change in your life, someone dumps you, you get fired from a job, 
You know, you are a part of a religious organization and then you're suddenly not and you choose not to be. And even if any of those, these, these things are choices, it can send you into like a full spiral of, wait, who am I? Like, what's going on? What have I done? Like, like, where are all my friends? Why do I not have friends now that I suddenly, you know, have broken up with this person? Like, where did all my friends go? You know, or now that I've left this friend group, like, who am I as a friend without these friend groups when I'm not just responding to how other people act? Who actually am I on my own going out with a new person? What am I actually presenting? What do I want to talk about? You know, what do I want to change in this world? Like, what do I want to do? Like, all of those things are so important. So just take a second, you know, take as long as you need and I'll meet you back here. One last thing, one last question I wanted you to kind of ask yourself when you ask yourself about this whole topic is not just if I were to not do that thing anymore, you know, would that bother me? But if you were still a part of that thing and then someone attacked it, would you feel personally attacked? That's another great question that I want you to ask yourself when you're thinking about those labels. Now, I want to take a moment to talk about self-worth. Everyone is going to see worth in different things. You might feel like you are worthy when you are there for your family. That might be valuable to you. You might feel like you are giving worth and value when you're helping a certain group of people, like you're volunteering or, you know, you're at your church or you're at your school or you're at your, your placement for university and you're doing your job there. Everyone is going to feel valuable in different ways. And it's important that we learn what those things are, what makes us feel valued, valuable, and fulfilled. If we can ask ourselves what these things are, and we can know what these things are, that again, helps us make decisions for what we choose to do with our time, which is then going to affect how we feel about ourselves. If you think that you are so valuable when you are volunteering with people and you genuinely love that and it energizes you, you will make the effort to find more situations that you can volunteer in. Or equally, if you don't see a lot of value in that or you just don't feel valuable when you're doing that thing, but you feel valuable when you're creating art that moves people and helps people or, you know, like, like a song or whatever, something that's helped people, or you feel valuable when you're doing your job, like your nine to five job, or other people might think, oh, it's boring, whatever, who cares about finance or whatever. But then you're like, no, you know what? It's so important. Like your financial health is so important. And I'm so happy to be a financial advisor and to help people move forward in that part in their life. And you might see the value in that. You need to find a space where you can do that and you can feel valued in that. Because that's going to feed that part of you that feels loved, that feels like you are making a difference. And that's important. Self-worth is about feeling like you are providing worth and you're doing something and you're making a difference. And that's a whole huge part of our happiness. And this question of like, you know, what makes us happy is a huge question. But when you look into studies and what people are saying about this subject, it's like people need to feel valued and they need to feel like they are progressing in something. They're growing in something. And that's one of the main experiences of our life is creating value for others. Yes, just existing is important. And being able to just exist within yourself and to feel happy in yourself and to be able to do nothing one day, you know, just sit at home, literally do nothing and to still feel valuable. That's important. But as a whole, if you did that every single day, it actually wouldn't be healthy for you because it's important that we feel like we are giving something. And I know you know this, but it feels good to give. It might not always feel good to give, but it feels good 
to give when you see that person who is enjoying it. And some people have more of this than others. Some people are naturally more giving and that is totally fine. But there are always ways that you can be giving. You might be someone who is very financially able and you might want to give financially to people. And that might also make you feel like you are giving worth, which is important. It might be your time. It might be giving surprises to your partner. It might be like being there for your friends when they really need you. It might be doing your job at work and getting there on time and doing a great job. Like, but there's always something that you can give. And in turn, that often makes you feel fulfilled and makes you feel valuable. Whatever it is for you, it's important to identify it because the more that you are doing that thing, the better you're going to feel. And often what happens when people struggle with self-worth is they are giving a form of value to something that they actually don't care about. So they're trying for whatever reason, again, going back to internal or external pressure, they're giving value to things that doesn't actually suit them. So for example, you have a parent who really wants their child to be a doctor. And so that child is there and they're trying to get their doctorate and they're trying to, you know, get into medicine school and they're, me not knowing anything about medicine, (laughs) Um, they're trying to, you know, do all these things. And that child can feel like this imposter syndrome of, I am in theory, doing the thing that I'm meant to be doing, but I'm not feeling fulfilled. Why? And it's often because they have let an external pressure or some sort of pressure stop them from doing the thing that they actually would feel valuable doing. So even if they, in theory, are doing something that a friend or a parent or society might tell them is valuable, they might not actually feel valued. And that's why it's important that you start to explore what those things might be for you. We can also do this on a smaller scale, like day to day. If I'm sat here and I'm saying to you, you know, sit down with a journal and read and whatever, and you're going, that sounds horrible. That's fine because that's something that makes me feel valued. That's something that makes me feel energized, but you might need to go hang out with a friend to feel energized, you know, a good conversation with a good friend or a FaceTime with your mom or going to your mom's house and sitting down with her or going, I don't know, to hang out with your aunt or going on a run and exercising or getting work done, you know, or getting schoolwork done, whatever. You might find that those are the things that really make you feel energized on a regular basis and everyone is going to be different. So again, Just asking yourself, you can do it now, you can do it later. What are those things for me? And like, how am I going to start honoring that on a regular basis? And trying to ask yourself on a regular basis, is this going to energize me? Like how I need to be energized? Or is this just something I think I should be doing? Because the moment you're using, I should be doing this, I should be doing that, it's likely not what's actually best for you. If you're doing anything out of a should statement, it's likely driven by guilt. And that's likely not going to be the best option. I want to move into talking about comparison just briefly. I know I touched on it earlier, but I think comparison is so important to talk about because we've all struggled with it at some point and we probably will always struggle with it in some way. You know, let's be real. Like we assess how well we're doing based off the people around us or the people we see on social media or our parents or whoever. And it's better for us to like recognize that we do it and to have tools to work on it than to just be like, oh no, haha, like I don't compare myself to people because that's likely not true. And so these are a few mindset shifts that have helped me grow in these areas. So number one is for comparison on social media is just, you know, you might've heard this before, but remembering that these photos that people post are curated. So they're chosen. They're chosen from a whole mix. Say you take a hundred photos and you post two of the best ones, right? They're curated and they're curated moments as well. Like in someone's day, they wake up, they brush their teeth, you know, they make a coffee, they spill their coffee. They have to clean up that coffee. They take a shower. They do all these things But then that thing that you then see on social media is them like at the beach having a smoothie. Like 
it's curated, right? It's a curated moment as well. It isn't just authentically them 100% of the time because we don't exist on social media 100% of the time unless you are constantly live, which I hope to God that no one is, but it is curated. A lot of the time it is staged, right? Like it's in good lighting, it's posed, um, it's done on purpose to look a certain way. And often there's also post-production and there's editing and there's filters and there's things like that. So just specifically when it comes to social media and comparison, please God, do not compare yourself to the people that you see on social media. It's okay for you to be inspired by people. It's okay for you to say that person is doing something that I would love to do and I want them to be an inspiration to me and to look up to that person, you know, to potentially even if you could like contact that person and be friends with that person and learn from them and let them be a mentor. But to compare yourself and to just be like, oh, they have it so easy. They have it so easy. You never, never, never know what people have been through. You never know what they've gone through to get to where they are now. And a lot of the time we compare ourselves because we lack context. The other reason I think we really struggle, and this isn't just with social media when it comes to comparison, is comparing your accomplishments. And I have really struggled with this in the past where I've looked at someone with a podcast, you know, that's done amazing and they've blown up and they're doing literally almost exactly what I would love to do. And I'm sitting there going, oh my God, like, how am I ever going to end up there? But uh, what I appreciate is when I see creators and, and people that do things that I like to do, and obviously I'm sure you have people that you look up to in your field of whatever you, you do, you know, and you see them and you think, God, I would love to do that. But a lot of the time you don't see the job that they had to work at in their twenties to make money, to get them through school. You don't see like, the relationships, the struggles, the hardships, like the family issues, the things that make life like real life, you just, you have no context to any of that. And that's why it's so easy to sit here and go, wow, look, they do this, 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 this. Those are all the things I want to be doing. I suck. They rock. Boohoo. You know, but if you can step out of that and to be like, you know what? I lack total contents, like, sorry, context. I lack context here. If you can try to give yourself perspective, it does really help you and do things to get context because that always helps. Like Sam and I were talking last night, Sam, my husband, we were talking last night about Anderson Pack and how he didn't put music out under the name Anderson Pack until he was, I think it was 26, which like, again, is still super young, but to someone like my husband, who's a producer and does his own music and does all of this stuff. And he's 24, 24. Wow. Yeah. He's 24. He's sitting there going, Oh my God, I'm so behind. I'm never going to be able to do all these things. And he's like, wow, in theory, I could do nothing for the next two years and then start releasing music then. And in theory, I could end up like Anderson Pack. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't really realize how possible things are until you start to get context when you look up to other people and do that if you can like even people that I listen to their podcasts and I really appreciate their podcasts I will make the effort to listen to the episodes where they just talk about random shit like here's all the jobs I did growing up I love that I love when people are just like open about things that almost like aren't helpful, like aren't anything that people, you know, would have takeaways on, but it just gives you context to their life and it helps you assess where you're at in comparison, but in a healthy way, like, you know, that's important. And that's why I like things like, um, memoirs, like when people write memoirs, um, and what's it called? Autobiographies. Yes. Where you really get context to that person's life. So, you know, you see someone who's had these amazing, crazy accomplishments and you go, wow, I'll never be like that person. But then you can see, oh, wow, they actually grew up a really normal life. They, they, you know, went to school, they did this, they dropped out, they did that. Like, and you can really start to have context for people. It is really, healing and it's really comforting. And I think that's really important. Anyways, moving forward, I would say worrying about what other people think. Now I'm kind of moving on a little bit from comparison here, but worrying about what others think. I kind of have four points here that I think will help you kind of grow this version of self-love for yourself and a lot of, okay, you know what I'm trying to say. Number one is acknowledge that you do this, right? You like, you worry about what other people think. Of course you do. You walk into a room and you like, you know, you want to look good. 
right? You do like, come on, you do. And even if you're so confident in yourself, you know, if someone said to you, you look like shit, you would probably be thinking for the rest of the day, like, Hmm, why do I look like shit? Like, what's wrong? What's going on? Like you would think that, you know, or if someone said to you, you know, you look amazing. You might have a little moment, a little boost, a little like, Oh, thank you. You know? And even it, you know, for some people it affects them so much for some people, it only affects them a little bit, but we all have it to some degree. Number two is try to go throughout one whole day asking yourself if you respond to things based off of the truth or how you think people want you to respond. This is a huge issue. (laughs) This is like a big one. And I think a lot of people struggle with this one is like mirroring mirroring people in situations, you know, and sometimes it can be a skill. Like sometimes genuinely it can be helpful. You know, someone comes up to you and they're talking quietly and they're really relaxed and they're saying, you know, I've had a bit of a hard day and you come down to their level and you say, Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. Like, you know, do you want to talk about it? And that's important. It is, it's a skill, you know, where someone comes, Woo, I'm so excited. I'm having a great day. Like, how are you? And you're like, yeah, I'm having a good day. So fun. Blah, blah, blah. Like it's okay to match people in this, in a sense. But if you are ever doing, doing that to the point that you are lying, like you are just purely lying about your life and your day, just because you are wanting to respond in the way that you think that they are wanting you to respond. You are just completely denying yourself. So that thing of self-love, that feeling of like self-worth and filling your tank by the end of the day will just feel so empty. And that literally might be the only thing that you take from the podcast and Honestly, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that because that is something that I had to work on for ages. So there you go. So still talking about worrying about what other people think. Number three is reflect on why you feel the need to do this. For example, everyone around me does it. So I should too. Or I don't want to come off as annoying or I don't want to come off as rude or I don't want to come off as whatever. You know, why do you respond in that way? Why are you forcing yourself to be something that you're not and genuinely ask yourself the question. I'm not sitting here just being like, why are you doing that? Like genuinely, why is it because you have to, cause it's your job and you, you know, you're like me where you literally are a host at a restaurant and you have to be fun sometimes and you have to be a professional and whatever. Like sometimes there are answers to those questions and it's fine. That's the end of it. It's like, I have to, it's my job, you know, what, whatever it's fine. But sometimes you have to ask yourself the questions because you might be like, Oh, I actually don't need to be this way. You know, I don't have to act not like myself to be accepted. I don't have to dress like my friends to be accepted. Like I actually have friends that are perfectly fine with me doing whatever I want. I just feel this pressure because I've put it on myself. So sometimes it's just worth asking the question. Number four is ask yourself, what will you actually lose if you start acting as your authentic self Oh my gosh. I love this question. I've heard this before. Obviously I'm just relaying it to you. I'm not saying I'm such a genius, but ask yourself, you know, what will you lose if you start acting as yourself? Will people not be your friend? And if so, are those the friends that you would even want? right? If you have different beliefs, different hobbies, different opinions than other people, what's that going to cause? If anything, might it just cause a good conversation? right? Might it actually bring value to the conversation and start to ask yourself, like, you know, when someone says, have you heard this song? And you go, mm-hmm, I've heard it. And you're lying. Why do you do that? And just kind of ask yourself those questions and, and start to dig within yourself. Like what, what is that need? What need am I filling? Is it a need to be like loved by other people? You know, is it, a, is it a validating thing, getting validation from other people? Is it a need to fit in? Have you struggled with wanting to fit in? And I know we're getting deep here and I'm so sorry, but, you know, asking yourself those questions and trying to figure out like, what's that thing that I'm struggling with? And then you can go from there. You actually have something to work on, you know, but you have to have that internal reflection before you can even know what that fatal flaw is. <laughs> And again, when it comes to the whole friend thing, like most people won't actually be upset with you if you have different opinions, right? You think like, oh, no, I don't want to tell them that I'm religious or not religious or I disagree with them or whatever because I don't want to cause a disagreement. But a lot of the time, you're not going to cause a disagreement. Again, you're going to cause um, like a good conversation. And if it's a friend group and you're scared that you have to be, you know, that thing to be in that friend group, group, like a lot of the time you actually don't have to be. And if you do, they are not good friends. So it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. It should be like, you know what, if I have to be a Christian to be in this friend group, 
then that's not okay. If I have to be into astrology to be in this friend group, if I have to, you know, know all about my star sign or know all about this subject, you know, if you're really into musicals, you and your friend group, and you haven't seen the new musical that's out and everyone's like, shame on you, shame on you. Like, that's not okay. You know, you shouldn't be forced to fit in with people. And if you're a part of a friend group that forces you to fit into a certain mold and they're actually not letting you be your authentic self, those people are going to drain your energy so aggressively. And it's not worth being in that space. And that can be, that can happen in any space. Again, it can happen in a workplace where you might start, need to start looking for a new job. You know, it can be the thing that you're trying to do in school. You know, you might've just started a program and you're like, I actually hate it. Like, I don't want to do this. And you might feel the pressure to just get it done because, you know, you need to finish your degree and I, and I want a degree. And what, you know, what if I've just wasted the last two years? Who cares? Why spend the rest of your life now hating that thing? You know, like, you just, sometimes you need to check in with yourself and just be like, okay, why am I doing this thing though? Why? And if it is, cause you genuinely want to finish the degree and you know what, let's just get through it. Let's just finish that hard part of the course that I hate. And I know I'm not going to use, but I, you know, actually want this degree and I'm going to use it. You know, sometimes you do need to push yourself, but a lot of the time we do things because we feel like we should. And that is a dangerous word. <laughs> Now, I just have a few more points before we head out because I don't want to make this too, too long. And I know this is a lot to take in, but I want to talk quickly just about boundaries and having a lack of boundaries and people pleasing. This is like a pretty big struggle for a lot of people. And again, this really drains that sense of self-love and self-worth. Number one, is know your boundaries beforehand. So, you know, know your boundaries in relationships, know how you want to run your shit. And then number two is communicate them clearly with people. So this happens in relationships where people start to lose their self-worth because they get so wrapped up in being a certain way for a person, one person, you know, or doing it for a friend group or doing it for a job. So if you're, you know, going out with your friends that night, this is just an example. You're going to say to them, guys, you know what? I want to stay out until 12 o'clock tonight because I want to get home in time. Cause you know, in the morning I have this going on and whatever. You don't even have to explain yourself. But if you say, guys, I'm just going to stay out till 12 tonight. You know, if they, you know, say to you once 12 o'clock hits, you can stay out, stay out, stay out, stay out. If you can say, you know what? No, I actually, I want to just stay out till now and I'm going to go home and you communicate that clearly that shows yourself that you have a strong sense of self-worth and self-love and you respect yourself. And a big part of self-worth and self-love is self-respect as well. And when I point out, you know, communicating it clearly, if you say to someone, I am going to go home tonight at 12 o'clock, that is so much better than saying to someone, I think I want to go home by 12. No, 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 I think. I want to communicate that clear boundary. Another one is, you know, I can't work tonight because it's my day off and I need the rest. Instead of, I would really prefer not to work tonight unless you can't find anyone. Like, no, none of that shit, you know? It's, you know, it's not your, it's not your job. It's not your job to fill in for people. You don't run the damn restaurant. You don't run the damn store. Like, whatever you do. And I hear this all the time with young people, especially feeling like they have to do things and then feeling this like guilt. No, 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 no. You have boundaries. You communicate your boundaries and you can do it nicely. You know, I'm not saying to be a douche about it, but if you can say to someone, Hey, sorry guys, like I actually do need my night off and um, I need it to recharge so that I can work well when I do come into my shifts that I meant to be working, that needs to be respected. And if you're not being met with respect, that's on that person. Not saying you have to leave that job. I'm just saying you need to know that you are worth the respect if that's how you're actually responding to them. And you're actually doing that politely. And you're saying, no, I cannot do that thing. If you've communicated clearly and you've communicated kindly, that's all you can do. Having self-love is so important, not just for you, but for the people in your life. As you find more self-love, you become less judgmental because the less judgmental you are towards yourself, the less judgmental you are towards other people. The less you restrict yourself, the less you restrict other people. And it becomes not just this thing that is 
inwards, but it's outwards. And you become more spontaneous and you, you get to experience more of you. And that's so important. So challenge the negative thoughts that you have about yourself and others, you know, instead of in your mind automatically thinking, why are they wearing that? Why are, you know, they changing their job? Why are they leaving that person? Like I thought they were so good together. Try to stop yourself and to ask yourself, no, no, no. Why am I doing that? Because if you're doing with that, that with other people, you're sure as hell doing that to yourself as well. And it's just negative energy. It's not good for you to have that. And it's, it's, if you don't even want to, you know, talk about energy, it's the way that your brain is functioning and you're, you're just solidifying these negative pathways of judgment. And if you can stop yourself from doing that and to rewire yourself into thinking, you know what? I don't know their situation. Maybe it wasn't a great relationship or, you know, I'm actually really excited for that person stepping out and doing something that they haven't done before. I hope that they do it well. And I hope that they're happy, you know, saying who cares if they're wearing something that seems a little bit out there, they're having fun and I'm sure they feel good. And I hope they feel good. Like being able to speak like that over other people only brings you up. So how much self-love you have directly affects your relationships. It affects your dating relationships. It affects your friendships, your relationships with your family, like everything. And the more love you have for yourself, the less likely you are to feel the need to be validated and liked by others. So if you are single, you are going to be happier single. And then when you meet someone that could be a potential partner for you, the easier it is to have a healthy relationship with that person. And also the easier it is to see red flags and people that are toxic and shit like that so much faster because you know what's true for you and what's important and valuable for you. You self, like you respect yourself. So when someone disrespects you, you see, okay, you know what? No, that's not okay. And you can call it out automatically. It's not something that you let happen to you because you have a strong sense of yourself. And that is so, so important. I cannot stress this enough. And look, these are my closing remarks. Self-love often grows with time naturally. It often does. I'm not saying it always does. I think it's something you should actively work on, but confidence also often comes with age and just with life experience. And I know for me, when I was younger, I was not very confident at all. And I really, really struggled, especially when I was like, you know, 14, 15, like those were hard years for me. And since then I have really grown into a woman. I've grown into who I am. I understand like my female, like energy, my feminine energy, my masculine energy, my like who I want to become, the fact that, you know, things take time and I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with growing into things and having hardship and knowing that even if one whole year is shit, like whatever, it's one year, you know, whereas I used to be like, oh my God, like everything's such a thing. Like I've had such a bad day. My whole life's ruined. You know, like now I have that longevity mindset and I have like, more perspective. And that often does come with time. Another thing is that self-love will shift day to day. It will, you know, and I wanted to tell you guys about this just because I think I just want to be real with you. Like a few nights ago, went out for a few drinks, came home, I was getting my period. I was hormonal, a little little tipsy, hormonal. And I was like talking to Sam and I was like, I'm just so bloated. And I feel like I look so fat. And I just, I really want to eat my two minute noodles, but I'm already so fat. What am I going to do? And he was literally was like, honey, like what's going on? And he was just like, baby, like it's fine. You know, you're fine. And I love you. And you, you know that you don't think any of those things about yourself. You know, like, you know, you're not fat right? But you are going to have moments where you just speak poorly of yourself and you're not, you don't like yourself and you're not happy. And that's okay because we are human and that's going to happen. And, and your self-love and how you feel about yourself and how well you're doing with your career and your accomplishments and all these things are going to shift day to day, week to week, month to month. And that's okay. But if you can Find the tools to work on your overall self-love and you can have tools on a regular basis to respect yourself on a deep level, then you can always come back to yourself. And that's what's important.
there is always more self-love to grow and there is always learning that you can do about yourself. You are an expansive human being. You are someone who is evolving and changing and growing and you're only becoming more wise and more knowledgeable and that should be exciting for you. So remember that (laughs) and think about the things that I've said in this podcast today. Again, this is something that I have worked on quite hardly because I wanted this episode to be practical for you guys, but also encouraging for you guys that self-love and self-worth and confidence and being able to set boundaries and self-respect are things that you're always going to be able to grow further in. So take some time, honor yourself, ask yourself the questions that I've prompted you to ask yourself in this podcast and talk to me let me know how you went. Like, let me know if you want to chat anymore. Let me know if you have anything to add that I can even share with people on my stories. And by the way, if you guys do want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is Alyssa Taylor Harper. I'll link it in the description. And I do a lot of the like prompting for these podcasts on my stories a lot of the time. So that's just if you want to hear about it there. Thank you to any of you who have been supporting the podcast for a while. It honestly means the world to me. And I've had so many amazing connections and conversations um, because you guys have listened. So thank you for listening. If you guys want to follow on Spotify, go for it. I love that for us. If you want to leave a a review, a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, that really helps me and it helps more people see the podcast. So if it's helped you and you think it will help other people, please do that. And I love you guys. I really hope that you liked today's episode and I will talk to you next week. Okay. Well, have a great day. Bye guys. <laughs>